like it's going to be necessary at some point. This weekend in Mobile, protesters gathered to speak out against the nation's strictest anti-abortion law, which was signed into law by Governor Kay Ivey last week. Pro-choice advocates marched in the downtown area yesterday and today, demanding a change to the law. The bill prohibits all abortions except when the mother's life is at risk, doesn't include exceptions for rape or incest. It also criminalizes doctors who perform the procedure with a sentence of 99 years in prison. Lowe says Alabama's new abortion ban is unfair. With the rape and incest being included and nobody being allowed to get an abortion, what are you going to do when you have a 12-year-old who's been raped and is forced to carry out that pregnancy? No injuries are being reported after a rocket hit near the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. The rocket landed inside the heavily fortified Green Zone, which is home to a number of embassies. Reuters reports that the weapon was an inexpensive piece of rocket artillery that isn't very accurate. Police are searching the area for whoever fired the rocket. Non-emergency staff at the Baghdad Embassy and the U.S. Consulate had previously been evacuated over the threat from Iran. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McAleenan says migrants are not being moved to sanctuary cities. When asked on CBS's Face the Nation if migrants were specifically being transported to the cities that don't cooperate with federal immigration authorities, McAleenan said no. Transportation is based on operational necessity, capacity to process safely. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, sky scan weather for the RVA from 1029 The Mater for tonight. A chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming clear with a low around 62. It'll be sunny Tuesday with a high near 76. Mostly clear for Tuesday night with a low around 54. Wednesday sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy with a low around 62. And Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 88. From the Mater Weather Center, this is Chris Mindell. One oh two nine, the Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West, and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Come on in, the Sports Page Grill. Ashland, a lot of people are doing that right now. It's a very busy Monday night as we greet you live on 1029 The Mater, 102.9 FM, 1430 AM, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. For those of you listening on your mobile devices and a link to listen live to our broadcast, always available at the top of the page at HanoverCountySports.net. That's part of the RBA Sports Network, HanoverCountySports.net. You go there tonight, and if you're on the mobile version of our website, it'll be the first time line that you see it'll talk about in the red zone on monday night you click that and then within that uh, embedded um entry uh, into the website you'll see a place that says click here and you click there and you can listen wherever you are 
online around the world. It is a very busy hour tonight. We had planned to have uh, Randolph-Macon head softball coach Kevin Prophet as well as their star senior pitcher and now the all-time winningest pitcher in Randolph-Macon college history, Candace Whittemore, with us tonight. No matter what happened in the Super Regionals over the weekend, down to Newport News. And after night one, they went to bed Friday night knowing the only way they could make it to the World Series would be to win two on Saturday after falling eight to three in game number one. But that was all right. They get a 4-3 extra winning, thrilling win in game two. It forced a winner-take-all game three where the Yellow Jackets built an early lead, kept chipping up at it, getting a run and inning. And the top of the seventh, they're able to get another insurance run, and that proved to be a critical run because it turned a 3 nothing into a 4 nothing lead. And it's a good thing because Christopher Newport's bats finally got going in the seventh. A pinch hit, three-run homer suddenly cut the margin to one. It was 4-3. to three. But Winnemore and the defense behind her got the job done. And they celebrated the Super Regional Championship, and they are one of eight teams headed to the Division Three Softball College World Series, which gets underway in Tyler, Texas, on Thursday. I can tell you the team is going to be given a send-off on the campus of Randolph-Macon College tomorrow afternoon. If you want to be a part of it, you need to be there by 2.30. They're scheduled to leave by no later than 3 p.m. so that they can get to the airport and get set to head on down there and get settled, get some practice time and opportunity in, get a chance to know the facilities in the field, and get ready for game one. Randolph-Macon's first game in that eight-team double elimination national championship tournament is against Emory University. It'll be the final game of four games on the docket on Thursday. First pitch currently scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, we know that if games go long or if there's a rain delay of some sort earlier, things can always get changed in those tournament situations. But right now, it's 7.30 Thursday night. First game for Randolph-Macon will be against Emory University. Emory was the team that knocked the other ODAC participant out of the championship tournament, Lynchburg course eliminated two-time defending champion Virginia Wesleyan in the first weekend of the tournament then Lynchburg hosted a regional Emory was there and Emory was able to get the wins necessary to come out of that super regional and be one of eight teams down in Tyler Texas we have profiles of the other teams that are going to be in the tournament right now if you scroll down the page at HanoverCountySports.net you can get to know all the other teams that are with Randolph-Macon and Tyler coming up starting on Thursday now for a couple of quick minutes let's get you caught up on what's going to be happening this week in terms of region tournaments and at the high school level because we may not have time on the back end of the broadcast tonight to let you know. But Region Tournament Central is alive and well right now at rvasportsnetwork.com. We've got baseball, softball, boys soccer, girls soccer, boys lacrosse, girls lacrosse, all listed for you. We'll start with baseball, Region 5B. Lee Davis is the number five seed. They will go to number four deep run Friday night, 6 p.m. And right now you're in a quarterfinal or a semifinal you win you keep going you lose your season comes to a close you win a semifinal you clinch a berth in the state tournament ahead of you and again that's lee davis at deep run six o'clock first pitch on friday at least a number two seed in the region they will host number seven douglas freeman friday night that is a 7 p.m. start. In 4B, Hanover's the number one seed in the region so they have a buy out of tuesday's first round they will await the winner 
of Chancellor and Eastern View, who actually are playing tonight, not tomorrow, because Chancellor has graduation exercises tomorrow. So Hanover's going to know by late tonight who they'll be playing on Thursday in a quarterfinal. Patrick Henry is the number six seed. They will host a first-round game against Monacan at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Now to softball. In 5B, Lee Davis, the number one seed. They will host Verina in a quarterfinal Friday at 6. Atlee is the number three seed. They will host uh, defending state champion Prince George, the sixth seed, in a quarterfinal Friday night at 6 p.m. So that game will represent the last four state champions. Prince George in 18, Atlee in 15, 16, and 17. In 4B, Hanover, the number one seed. They have a bye till Thursday where they will play either Louisa or Midlothian. The 8-9 game there on Tuesday. Patrick Henry, the sixth seed. They host Monacan in baseball. They also host them in softball tomorrow at 6 p.m. Boys soccer in 5B. Atlee is the number six seed. They will play number three, J.R. Tucker, Friday at 5.30. But note the, the location. They'll be at Glen Allen High School. It is not a home game for the Tigers. So Atlee versus J.R. Tucker, Friday, 5.30. Region 5B, boys soccer quarterfinal at Glen Allen. Lee Davis did not qualify for the tournament. Region 4B, boys soccer. Hanover's a three seed, so they get a bye. To Thursday night. They'll play the winner of Huguenot Patrick Henry, PH the sixth seed. They have that boys soccer match scheduled for tomorrow 7.30 here in Ashland. In girls soccer 5B, Atlee's the five seed. They have to go to Prince George for a Thursday night quarterfinal at 7.30. Lee Davis the eighth seed. They have to go to number one deep run Friday at 7.30 in quarterfinal action. In 4B, Patrick Henry again the number six seed. They'll take on number 11 Dinwiddie. That matchup is at 6 p.m. before the boys' quarterfinal. Again, that's tomorrow. And then uh, the winner of that match will go to Monacan for a quarterfinal. Hanover is the number one seed. There will await the winner of King George Powhatan tomorrow, and they'll have that quarterfinal at Hanover Thursday afternoon at 5.30. Finally, quickly in lacrosse, we're, uh, we'll be underway in Region 5B tomorrow. Quarterfinal action, we'll see number six Lee Davis at number three deep run in boys play. Atlee is the number one seed. They'll get the winner of Glen Allen and Mills Godwin on Thursday. And those matches, Tuesday and Thursday in Region 5B boys lacrosse, all are at Hermitage High School. Again, at Hermitage High School. Region 4A, and it is correct to say that it's 4A uh, for boys, not 4B in lacrosse. Tonight, Hanover and Patrick Henry are set to do battle in a quarterfinal 7 o'clock start should there not have been a rain delay earlier because the girls are also playing each other tonight, and they should be underway in the first half right now. In fact, when we're done here tonight on In the Red Zone, we're heading straight out to Patrick Henry so we can get you updates on Twitter at Hanover Sports of the Hawks and the Patriots in the boys' quarterfinal. Girls lacrosse quickly. Lee Davis is the five seed in Region 5B. They'll uh, battle deep run tomorrow at five at Douglas Freeman in a quarterfinal. The winner of that matchup gets number one Atlee at five o'clock Thursday in a region semifinal, also at Freeman. And as we mentioned, Hanover and Patrick Henry underway right now in Ashland, the five versus the four seed in the quarterfinals in Region 4A. And again, all of this information available at Region Tournament Central at rvasportsnetwork.com. When we come back here live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, we sit down with a young lady who's had a whirlwind tour on the softball diamond for the last couple of years from uh, Ashland, Virginia to Huntington, West Virginia 
to Bloomington, Indiana and has made her presence known in the Big Ten. 2017 PH softball graduate Grayson Ratcliffe, our first guest tonight, and that's coming up in just a couple of moments. When we come back live at Sports Page Grill Ashland on 1029 The Mater, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio, and live on HanoverCountySports.net, part of the RBA Sports Network. It's a Monday night, and you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40- and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. I expect it to be a lot easier. I didn't know what step to take next. I was transitioning from the military. I was a vehicle gunner. An avionics specialist. I missed my unit. My family. Playing with my daughter, I felt like a stranger. I didn't have a clear sense of what to do next. And then I thought, if I'm going through this, other veterans have gone through it too, right? So I reached out and I saw that I wasn't alone. Go to maketheconnection.net to learn how other veterans have overcome the challenges of transitioning out of the military. turn our attention squarely to softball and this area is very excited it is that time of year and that time of year on steroids in just a little while we'll be talking about the first ever appearance for randolph making yellow jacket softball on the game's biggest stage in the division three softball college world series beginning thursday in tyler texas but late last week i tracked down this young lady at one of the two lee davis patrick henry softball showdowns before the regular season came to an end of course uh, having a vested interest in the starting catcher for Patrick Henry, a young lady we've had on in the red zone uh, several months ago, Miss Saxon Radcliffe. Story of Grayson Radcliffe has been very interesting. It's a story where she made her mark in softball at Patrick Henry, graduated in 2017, went uh, to pursue a collegiate career as well as, of course, her academics, first at Marshall University, and then we'll explain how the road kind of changed and twisted and turned a little bit, and she ends up in Bloomington, Indiana, and after her first season in the Big Ten, all Big Ten second team performer, one of the leaders in her team in several different offensive categories. It's been a wild ride the last two years for Grayson Radcliffe, who joins us live here in the red zone from Sports Page Grill, Ashlyn Grayson. Thank you for taking time to hang out with the old guy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, Rob. I just appreciate <laughs> the opportunity to come on here and speak with you. Um, you do a great job around Hanover County and Central Virginia covering sports, and it's an honor to be here tonight, so uh, thank you. Well, the honor is mine. Let me just say that real quick. The first time I remember seeing old, old Grayson on the softball field, underclassmen, Patrick Henry High School, they've come off the 
2012 uh, Group AAA Championship game. Um, and then you start making your mark a couple of seasons after that. You would have been a freshman in the 14 season, which uh, ended up with Patrick Henry going to the state tournament up in Northern Virginia. Uh, that was Ashley Samuel's senior season. And I, I remember that distinctly for a story we'll talk about off air. Uh, <laughs> nothing bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just a funny story that, Frank, unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about tonight. Right. Uh, then there's 2015, back to the state tournament with, with a lady by the name of Whittemore in the circle again, who's right maybe 10 feet behind you. Uh, and that classic showdown against Atley in the uh, semifinal that we never thought we'd play that night because of the huge storm that came through up in Nova. Um, those are some of my memories when I think of Grayson Radcliffe and Patrick Henry softball. What are your memories? From Patrick Henry? Yes, ma'am. Man, um, I think one of the main things that I just remember is the people that you play with. I, I would say that it's not necessarily the outcome of the games or the performances that you get, but the memories that you make with the people that surround you. And I just remember my freshman and sophomore year that – just incredible senior, junior, upperclassmen with Paige and Candace and Bree and Beth and Ashley. And I'm leaving people out just as I speak about <laughs> it. But um, they just really helped lay the foundation for Patrick Henry softball. And softball in Hanover County is, I think, some of the most competitive softball and high school softball in the state. And, um, you know, it was just awesome learning from them, growing from them, having the experience to play with them and um, just get out there and compete and have fun with those girls because I think that's really what softball is all about, and it's just special moments like that. And I think I can say this rather confidently. I don't think a team in Hanover County had a losing record this decade, and we can officially put it as this decade because the regular season here in 2019 has gone to the books. I mean, we started the decade with Lee Davis going all the way to the state final. A year later, they win it. A year later, Patrick Henry's there, and it's a 3-2, 10-inning thriller with Cosby. The only year in this decade that we did not have a team advance at least to the state semifinals was 2013. Each of the last five years, we've had one, and in many cases, more often than not, we've had two. You talk Hanover about the County softball yeah, for you. <laughs> exactly. You talk about the experiences of the players, but people also have to understand. You also play travel ball, and so when you get in the high school, you know, season, and you go between the lines, you're looking at opponents that have been teammates or have been friends for a long time. Absolutely. And that just kind of has to kind of uh, multiply all the memories and the friendships that you have. Well, it's kind of crazy because, I mean, travel softball is, that's where you get recruited. That's where everything starts. And when you sit there in a high school state championship or the semifinals and you're playing against three of your travel ball teammates that you're with every weekend of the summer, it's just, it's, you sit there and like, you want to smile, you want to laugh, you want to be their friend, but you're their enemy at the same time. And it's just, those are the things that over the summer, when you're in hotel rooms or on the field talking, those are the things you go back and talk about. And, um, you know, I have loved the people I've played against Peyton St. George, Kelly Warren, Cami Brummett, just players like that, Julia Fritz, that just have made their name known. Um, and like I said, that's what comes back. It's the great, the great softball of central Virginia. So it's exciting, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. 10 years, 20 years down the road when you guys hook up for whatever reasons, you know, or, you know, kind of try to make a reunion if you can do it, that sort of thing. Just like you said, you may not remember who beat who on a certain Friday night in a certain year, but all the memories that you have been able to accrue. And I'm sure they give you solace when you are in a, a period of change as you were. And we'll talk about it in a second. When you get to the collegiate ranks, you originally went to Marshall University, correct? Yep. And their coach at the time had a lot to do with that. Is that correct? Absolutely. 
So I committed to Marshall when I was 13 years old uh, to head coach Shonda Stanton, uh, who was at Marshall for 17, 18 years. That staff is amazing. They are one of a kind. They are someone that I would speak highly of for years and years to come and will forever have relationships with those people. And, um, you know, Marshall's a special place. There's a lot of history in that school. They've yep. had a historically good softball program. They compete in Conference USA. And it was just somebody that I wanted to play for. And, you know, I got to Marshall. I enjoyed my freshman year. It was nothing short of amazing, but it just wasn't exactly what I wanted. Um, and I knew that I would forever regret not taking the opportunity to go play somewhere else and go to play for Coach Stanton. And when I left Marshall, I didn't know I was going to go to Indiana. I had no idea. Um, you know, my options were open. I was looking at anywhere that would give me a chance. And after exploring what options I had and really kind of digging deep because that was it, you know, I you can't transfer more than once, then you lose a year. Right. Um, so I really, really wanted to make sure that my next three years were going to be spent somewhere where I could compete, I could make postseason, I could make an impact on that program, um, that that program would make an impact on me, and that bottom line, I would get a great education and be happy. Um, and that is exactly what Indiana offers, and the cherry on top is Coach Stanton and that staff. So it's just an experience that I'm forever thankful for. So there was no, <clears throat> so that everybody understands, there's there was no guarantee when you decided to leave Marshall that you were going to be able to, to go back and join your coach there in Bloomington. No, not at all. Um, I'm sure in the back of your mind you were hoping that might happen, <laughs> but there was no guarantee. And as you exactly. mentioned, you were kind of taking a little bit of a leap of, a faith, leap of faith because 100%. yeah, there's, there's no net down there. Right. Once and, you make that decision. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's crazy now because last fall they put the, the transfer portal in. So if you want to transfer, you can put your name in a portal and basically you're granted the opportunity to go. Um, but when I was transferring, the portal wasn't a thing. So you have to go through this whole process of getting released from compliance, and um, the NCAA has to approve it, and the current school has to approve it, and other schools can't contact you till the release goes through, and it's just so complicated. And there was a period of time where I was talking to my parents, and I was like, there is a chance that right now, like, I'm currently not a collegiate athlete anywhere. At all, right. <laughs> exactly. And when you look at that in the bigger picture, that's kind of scary because I had just given up an opportunity to play collegiate softball somewhere not knowing that I was going to have an opportunity somewhere else. Um, but like I said, you count your blessings and you think the whatever you want to thank for the opportunity <laughs> to go play other places. So it's exciting. So when did you know that Indiana was going to be the next stop? When did you get the confirmation? Well, actually, seconds after I got my release from Marshall, Coach Stanton called me. Um, <laughs> and I just remember her picking up the phone, and she was just like, what's up, dude? And, like, nothing had ever changed. And from that second forward, I just had this gut feeling like Indiana's going to be home for me. But like I said, I explored other options, and I really took the time to make sure that Indiana was the right place because in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking, why would I ever want to go to Indiana? Like, what is out there? Um, and then you get out to Bloomington, and it's just a gorgeous place. It's a great school. Um, you know, there's 46,000 students. The sports atmosphere is amazing, and what more could you ask for than playing the Big Ten? Than so. playing the Big Ten. That's exactly right. And, and look at how in season one, your team fared. But before we talk about that, let me briefly ask you about fitting in with that team. You come in. Is there any stigma associated with you with any of the other players? Like, oh, okay, she came to Marshall. It was Marshall. She just came over with the coach. She was just kind of a you know, straggler who came in the next year. How did they accept you? It was it was a little uncomfortable at first. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was um, – it was a hard transition for me because I had left so much of my life behind in Huntington, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, 
friends, family, boyfriends, coaches, just everything that I've grown up loving and bleeding green and white, I had to leave behind. And so um, coming to Bloomington with the coach that originally recruited me, it was almost, the girls were super nice and welcoming, but it's almost, you feel like you have a target on your back in a way. Okay. Um, and not in a bad sense, but almost like, when do you step up? When do you say something? When do you not? Like when I'm a very vocal player um, and all my life I've been sort of a leader in a sense um, and going in being a shortstop you're going to have that automatically. You know what I mean? People yes. look to you as a shortstop, as the leader of the infield, the leader of a team, and it was hard to step in and do that right off the bat just because, oh, she's the girl from Marshall. But my teammates are awesome. I have great relationships with all of them. Um, they were super welcoming. Uh, as the season went on, as the fall went on, I think they learned to trust me. I learned to trust them more. And, I mean, we got off to a hot start to the season. It was exciting, and then we just went from there. You so mo You most certainly did, and a lot of people forget about the fact that there's that fall component that really isn't discussed or talked about because we're all busy with football and volleyball and other official fall sports within right. their season. But you guys get together do a lot of stuff in the fall, which lays the foundation when you roll out the ball in February and you play for real. I'm sure that was where you were constructing the relationships and Absolutely. getting things ready so that when February came, yes, I'm going to go to short and you can trust me. Right. And we did a lot of things as a team. We actually went to a dance barn in the fall and taught ourselves how to line dance one weekend. And um, Did you lead that discussion? <laughs> I just wondering. I, I mean, did. you know. Okay. I did. <laughs> All right. Um, it's actually on my – it's about 35, 40 minutes outside of Bloomington, and I pass it on my drive. Um, back to school and so I was like you guys we have to go to this dance barn like it looks like so so much fun so we went and we just had the best time doing it but um, it's just moments like that that you look back and you remember and you're like that's where our bonds were built mm -hmm. and that's where the foundation was laid and then from there you just you keep building that trust you keep building that friendship and then good things happen nine homers you lead the team total bases you lead the team your top five and several other statistical categories offensively. Team starts winning 14 in a row. Um, and you were so close in so many Big Ten battles. I mean, I go back and I look at that early April series with Michigan, who just bowed out of the tournament less than an hour ago at home against James Madison. They're right. going to the Super Regional. And, and you just kind of look at, well, I don't want to use the term margin for error, but just how razor thin close you are to being in a position where Michigan just was and hosting a regional in the NCAA tournament. And I know with two years still to go, that's what you and the rest of your teammates are hungry for, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Indiana softball was irrelevant on the national stage before Coach Stanton and her staff got there. And they preached day in and day out that we have the ability, we have the talent, we have the resources to go make ourselves known. And that's what we did at the start of the season. You know, we go out, we beat Georgia, we beat LSU, we start 14-0. and 0, And um, it was the best start in Indiana softball history since I can't remember the exact date. But um, you just start getting this momentum and you start getting this excitement. And um, like you said, there were so many Big Ten games where we lost by such a small margin of error. And you go back and you think of the plays and you're at bats and everything like that and in the big picture I think it was like nine maybe big 10 games we lost by one run mm -hmm. and that hurts in the yeah. end you know because um when you look at the NCAA tournament and who's getting in and who's not like there are teams that got a bit over us that we could beat and then I know we can compete with and 
There were six teams in the Big Ten that got in this year, which is huge for our conference. There were three that hosted, and two were moving on to the Supers. So um, that's always exciting. But seeing Wisconsin take a game from Oklahoma and um, Michigan battle and play with some heart today, and then Northwestern gets the bid and Minnesota gets the bid, and it's just so exciting to know that you play in a conference that has the talent to go do that. Um, and knowing, once again, that we are that close and that we have the ability to be there. And that's our goal from here on out is for Indiana softball to be a postseason team every single year. And the exciting thing is that we have the ability to do it. And what more motivation do you need? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you've got it all sitting right there in front of you. Right. So before I let you go, what does Grayson do in the summertime to take a break and relax, but at the same time continue to you know, iron sharpening iron so that you're even better and ready to go come junior year. Right. Well, I was contemplating coming home this summer. Uh, a lot of my teammates stay on campus and work out and practice, but with my sister having one year left and my brother going into high school and just being 10 and a half hours from home, you know, I wanted to be with my family and just enjoy time with them. So a lot of my summer will be spent doing things with them and family beach trips. And I am working a couple camps and giving some lessons here and there and um, obviously working out and stuff like that, but just hanging out with my friends at home and my parents and my family and going on vacation and um, just enjoying every second of the Virginia sunshine. Uh, as you can, exactly, because you'll be back in Indiana before you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you working Carrie's camp I in am. June? I am. Okay, that's usually traditionally the first week after school lets out. It's June 17th. Yeah. Yeah. 20th, Somewhere in that area. Year. Is it still a Dumbarton Elementary? It is. Okay. So come out and enjoy Carrie's camp. We got a, a couple people from this area working it, so it'll be exciting. That is always a fun camp. It really it is. is. Carrie, Carrie Cobb Harrison, I'd now say, uh, after being recently married in the last year or so, does a phenomenal job running that camp each and every year from beginners to all the way up into high school. And she, you can tell it's popular because so many people who have come through the camp now come back and give and back. Exactly. Yeah, and you are one of many who have done that. Yes, sir. All Big Ten performer. Uh, that sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? It does. I wouldn't have ever expected it just knowing where I was last year or anything, but working hard can get you somewhere. So. Yes, it can. Are you going to make mom and dad introduce you that way now when you're like at reunions <laughs> and meetings and stuff? And this is my daughter, all Big Ten performer, Grayson Grath. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's just Grayson. It's just Grayson, <laughs> exactly. Well, enjoy your summer. Congratulations on Thank a great so year. Much. Look forward to seeing more great things out of you in Bloomington. Thanks for being with us tonight. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you so much. No problem. More softball when we come back. We celebrate Randolph Macon's first ever trip to the Division Three Softball College World Series. The most outstanding pitcher from the Newport News Super Regional, fellow Patrick Henry graduate, Candace Whittemore, is next on In the Red Zone. Coming up in a moment, live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, here on 1029 The Mater, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio. Also live tonight at HanoverCountySports.net, part of the RBA Sports Network. We're back after this. You are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one 
one-stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40- and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. We've been fighting the war on drugs for a long time. We answer the phone 24-7, 365 days a year. On a busy night, we answer hundreds of calls. This war on drugs needs our intervention. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has helped people struggling with drugs and alcohol. When the phone rings, we help people when they need it the most. When we get a caller into treatment, it feels good. It's a blessing. If you're struggling, drinking, using, and need to get clean, don't suffer alone in silence. Call Addiction Hope and Helpline. Our people understand, and many are also in recovery. Call for support and strength. You can call for someone who can't or isn't willing. It's an act of love. Together we can help you beat this thing and erase addiction from your vocabulary once and for all. Call 800-959-4781. We are live at Sports Page Grill. Boy, what a busy night here tonight. This place is packed in the red zone. Rob with them along with you live on 1029 The Mater, listening live at HanoverCountySports.net, part of the RBA Sports Network. And for those of you listening on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. The first time I got a chance to see this young lady pitch a softball, she was a sophomore at Patrick Henry High School. She was stepping in. Uh, for the then-departed and graduated Emma Mitchell, who had led Patrick Henry to the 2012 state championship game in that uh, legendary battle with Chelsea Whitcomb and Cosby, 3-2 in 10 innings. Were you on that roster that year? I was. You were at that game, weren't you? I was. You? Oh, my gosh. It's still, still to this day, best softball game I've ever covered in was, all the years. Uh, just phenomenal. It was fun to be there. Phenomenal. And then you just very silently, quietly were the assassin in the circle for Patrick Henry for three years. You get back to the States in 14, back to the States in 15. We all get the great news that you're going to stay home and go to Randolph-Macon. And now, flash, four years later, Candace Whittemore is the all-time winningest pitcher in Randolph-Macon college softball history. And, oh, by the way, her latest victory has propelled them to the Division Three College World Series for the first time ever. Candace, welcome to In the Red Zone. Thank you for coming by. I know everything right now is crazy between winning and getting ready to go and exams, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you taking just a few minutes to stop by and say, hey, first, congratulations. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for your time and allowing me to be here tonight with you. No problem. 
you, you got We're going to go backwards, okay? okay. I want to start with Saturday afternoon. It's the seventh inning. You got an insurance run to make it four nothing. None of us knew how big that last insurance run was going to be because they get a pinch hit three run homer, bottom of the seventh. Suddenly it's four to three, and you know the captains are jazzed. You're thinking, okay, this you know, can't let them walk it off. But then between you and your defense, you just quietly got the job done. And that last out came very suddenly. It was, I think, a first pitch, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, and it was fly out to center? Uh, short, shallow center. Shallow center. Mm-hmm. Who, who caught the ball? Savannah, it our was, shortstop. So Savannah got out in shallow center and got yep, it. Yeah, she was running back, caught it kind of over her head and you see that and what do you what do you what are you thinking what goes through your mind at that moment well I saw it go in the air and I saw her running back for it and I was like that's it that's the third out right there and then I just watched it go into her glove and I just (laughs) jumped and was so excited the celebration began and 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 this is why I wanted to go backwards people have got to understand and, and you and you and the fellow seniors of this year's class know more than ever that this has been such a, an uneven and strange year for Randolph-Macon softball. There have been days where you've gone out and you've knocked off teams that are ranked number one in America. And then you've gone out and you've lost the teams that you obviously are much better than. And you, you, you've had struggles in several different areas. And, you know, you go into the ODAC tournament and you run through that very well, but you're not able to knock off Wesleyan and, and, and get that automatic bid. And a couple of weeks ago, you guys are on the bus coming home going, are we done? I mean, really, what was the mood of the team after the ODAC championship? We were um, we were definitely on the fence about getting a regional bid. And that was just because, like you said, during the season, we would play down or play up. And you just you can't really do that. But luckily, we had a good strength of schedule to help us get that regional bid. Mm-hmm. And the ODAC was stronger this year too as a conference and, and that helped and and it was proved out in the first weekend when Lynchburg goes and ends the two-year reign of Virginia Wesleyan they go to the super regionals and not the Marlins and suddenly it's the Hornets and you guys that are going on to super regional play did you get any flack at all or did you hear any flack at all because your region ended due to weather so even though you beat the team that you were going to have to play on that Monday, they deemed the field unplayable. You were awarded the, the, the regional title. Was there any sense or feeling or any outside chatter about it? You know, they didn't earn it on the field, that sort of thing. Did you hear any of that? I didn't hear any of it. Um, people might have said it, but I know some of our teammates were like, man, we really wanted to like actually play the championship game and win. And I was like, yeah, that would have been definitely awesome, but we definitely – earned it because we had went 2-0 that weekend. Yes, you did. I mean, the people that you were supposed to beat, you beat, and you can't control Mother Nature. Right. So you find out you're playing CNU. Was it, and I'm probably going to ask Coach the same question, but in your mind as a pitcher, would you rather go into a super regional situation like that having seen the team before as opposed to going somewhere else and playing a team you'd never seen before? To me, I... kind of would have rather played a team that we've never seen before just because with that all you have is like stats on paper and it's easier not to say oh we're gonna win this or oh we're gonna lose this it's easier to go in with an open mind and okay because it can go two ways you can think okay i know these batters tendencies but the batters can look and go oh we're gonna face what more and we know what she likes to do and what she doesn't like to do and we'll have to try to force her to do this rather than that 
all of that, it's gone. It's a blank sheet of paper if you're play, playing somebody absolutely new. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Take me back to when you make the decision to stay home and go to Randolph-Macon. Because I know a lot of players, not just softball, but in a lot of high school sports, that consider Randolph-Macon. But one of their reasons that they don't go is because they want to kind of spread their wings a bit and maybe go a little bit further away from home even if it's just Farmville or Bridgewater or down to the coast with Wesleyan or CNU is a popular choice. What made you decide Randolph-Macon was where you wanted to play? One of the big things was that I'm definitely a homebody and um, I could stay here and see my family and my friends from high school whenever I wanted. And <clears throat> the other thing was that there I could get a four-year engineering physics degree from Randolph-Macon and a lot of the other schools that I looked at, it would have taken five years. Uh-huh. So. That is a very big advantage. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the program was on an upward trajectory, I'm sure, did not hurt the situation. Not either. at all. No, <laughs> not at all. And, I mean, you had a chance from day one to really be an impact person in that circle. Uh, I mean, you started, you were an innings eater from your freshman year on, and that didn't seem to phase you or bother you. Did, did, did you, freshman year, any jitters? And if they were, did they go away pretty quickly? Because Lord knows we never saw any. I definitely remember my first game, and the first few innings was rough. But after that, it got a lot better. And then I played in a lot of really hard, like, travel ball games. And then in high school, going to states. That's right. So that kind of helped mold me into the less nervous type. You know, that that Paige Mitchell hit late in the game against Atley in that nighttime state semifinal. If it, it carries five more feet, we could be talking a totally different history. I mean, Definitely. that's how close that, that play was. It was, oh, it was so for Patrick Henry fans, it's just like, ah! Yep, and that's how softball goes. Uh, it, well, it it's is. One second this, one second that, one pitch later. Yeah, exactly. Now, did you have any jitters when they did? They, they bring in the pinch hitter. They get the three-run homer. I go back now to Saturday's game three, and it's 4 nothing when you walk out, and suddenly it's 4-3, and I, there were either nobody out or one out in that situation. Nobody Zero out. Outs. Okay, so they've got three runs. There's no outs yet. It, it, did any of the jitters come back, or were you looking at your de- defense, looking at, 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 at your catcher behind the plate, your battery mate, and going, okay, it's all right. That we can give them that, and now we just shut them down. How, yeah. What were you thinking? First, definitely props to her for coming in as a pinch hitter and doing her job. That was awesome. And that was her one, trust me, yes. that was her one job, either strike out or hit a three-run homer. Yes. yes, and she did it. But after she hit it over, I wasn't really that nervous because I knew that my defense had been working really well for the whole game, for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we kind of were on top of their batting. So it wasn't, I really wasn't worried. Got to mention real quick before I let you go, another local product, Shelby Hill, who played at Atley before transferring over to St. Margaret's for a couple of years before she graduated high school, came to Randolph-Macon, scored the winning run in game one. Uh, I should say game two officially of the Super Regional, but the first game Saturday, and had a huge role in that one insurance run in the seventh that ended up being the margin of difference. Yes. Um, I love watching her in the field. 
just her demeanor and her her attitude is she is such uh, uh, she's a lot, a lot like you I think she's a little more vocal than you are um, but but you both carry on what you do and you know exactly what you need to do and your job is to go out there and get it done sometimes you do it it's not there's not a smile on your face and sometimes Shelby does it sometimes she'll crack a smile sometimes not yeah tell me about working with people who at one time were on the other side and now here you come at college and you're coming together and getting to play with them. I love getting to play with her. I know that if there's a ball hit to the outfield, I know that she's going to go give it her all mm-hmm. to catch it. And that's what I love about it. Any pitcher who looks at a center fielder who's ready to sacrifice their body to lay out in the gap, be it left or be it right, to get the job done. Couldn't be more thankful for that. You got that right. <laughs> exactly. So, Candace, you, you guys leave tomorrow. First pitch is Thursday night. Just kind of give me your feeling. What a way to end your career. No matter what happens in Tyler, Texas, we want you to go home, uh, get down there and bring home a national championship, obviously. But what what do you think you're going to take away from this experience, no matter the outcome? I was just thinking about this yesterday, actually. As As seniors on this team, I don't think that we could have wanted anything else. Um, Of course, we'd love to go down there and win, but if we don't, I definitely can't be disappointed with this season because we made history and we made it to the College World Series. So maybe that'll keep me from crying when, <laughs> if if we do end up losing. It. That if you don't, if you fall a bit short, and if you never, but if you cry, it's okay. It's all right. They said there's no crying in baseball. They didn't no say promises. a thing about softball. Though. Not <laughs> a right. thing about softball. You go down there and have fun. Just have fun. And when you do that and you don't worry about things, you have no idea what might end up happening. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Most outstanding pitcher, notably so, at the Newport News Super Regional over the weekend, on her way down to Tyler, Texas. Candace Whittemore, thank you so much for being with us here on the, in the Red Zone. Thank you. I'll be watching you right Thanks here so. on this computer <laughs> <laughs> starting on Thursday night as soon as I get home from all the other regional action yes, that's sir. going on. You're busy, busy. Oh, yes, indeed. So they're going to send the team off tomorrow. Be there by 2.30 at the Fountain on the campus at Randolph-Macon College. If you want to see off the softball team, they did this for the baseball team last year. It was a very fun experience. Everybody who can make it come out tomorrow about 2.30, meet at the Fountain on campus to see Candace and all of her teammates off to Texas. Candace, thanks again. Thank you. In a moment, head coach Kevin Prophet will join us and we'll wrap this edition of In the Red Zone Up, getting his thoughts about what happened this weekend, grabbing his 400th career win in that Saturday afternoon win that clinched the Super Regional title and an opportunity to go to the National Championship. That's next after our final timeout. Stay with us. You're in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, 
prompt, dependable service since 1923. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. back live at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. It is a wild scene here tonight. It is jam-packed, but there's still plenty of room for you. Come on and join us tonight in the Red Zone for about another 13 minutes or so as we have been talking a lot of playoffs and uh, focusing mostly on softball, and we will continue now our focus on the national championship beginning on Thursday down in Tyler, Texas. Randolph making head softball coach Kevin Prophet joining us here live. Coach, you ever been to Tyler, Texas? I have not. As a matter, <laughs> having to fly there, I have not been on a, on a plane in uh, since my honeymoon, which is 27 years ago. Are you kidding me? No, and the girls have been asking me all kinds of questions, and I just keep saying, look on the American Airlines website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... I can I can guarantee you if you haven't uh, flown in 27 years, there's a few things yep. different now. Just a few. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> but isn't it great that you get the chance to experience that and I, take this team to Texas? I, um, I honestly, like anybody will tell you that I could I could talk to to anything anybody, <laughs> but it, it, the words don't even describe it. It's been um, it's been a really crazy time since we've. Literally since we made the last out on Saturday, and um, but I wouldn't change, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It's been it's yeah. been a fun crazy, but it has been crazy, um, just the whole process. But again, I would not, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And doesn't it seem appropriate that all of that craziness come in a season where there was so much potential and so much hype, and so many high moments, and then so many moments that you just don't understand how could that possibly happen and Candace mentioned uh, playing to the level of the opponent and knowing you shouldn't and that we 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 were fellow victim of being that way on several different occasions and that we're coming back from Odax a win short of the championship and we're not even sure if we're going to get in the NCAA tournament the emotions of this season have got to be some that you probably have not experienced even in all the years you've been here at Randolph-Macon you know we um <clears throat> We have we, we only lost one player from last year's team, mm -hmm. and although that was a big piece, it yep. was just one kid, um, and so we had a ton back, <clears throat> and um, we had a great preseason. We had a great fall. We had a great preseason, and uh, we go out in that first doubleheader, and we we drop a game, and um, it, 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 it. But you're right. It's been like it has been like a total swing and and during some of those times you're right we 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 we've kind of played to the level of the you know but we then we also had some really big wins yeah so it was kind of <laughs> like almost we were a little bit uh we were almost a little bit bipolar <laughs> yeah yeah, to and, a, it, yeah um, i mean that's actually a good way to describe and, it and um but but through all of that the one thing that we kept talking about as a group was for whatever reason we're just having a hard time putting everything together together we might get good pitching and hit well and make too many you know make have a game where we make too many errors we might it, we just couldn't get all three pieces together in terms of the pitching defense and offense um you know we went down to uh 
a, a, a big ODAC doubleheader weekend. Emory Henry and Guilford, oh, both yeah. great programs, both both good teams. And, and taking nothing away from them, we just flat out didn't play well. We did not play well at all. Um, and then we got to that next piece, like you were saying, where we, we knocked off a couple other people, and then we had some splits with people. Um, but we just kept saying, if it all comes together, we're going to be pretty tough. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of kind of coach speak, but that's exactly what happened. We just started putting it all together, and it happened at the right time. But you're also exactly right in that two weeks ago, I would have told you we probably had a 50-50 chance of even getting in. Getting in. Um, you know, we were in the regional rankings. We actually dropped a spot after the ODAC tournament weekend, which I was totally shocked at. And no one could give me, you know, just no explanation really for how that even happened. But, right. of course, the regional rankings are really what drives at large bids. It's not the NF. It's Even though the NFCA is a great poll, that poll doesn't really. It's more the regional rankings and who's doing what. And so as a nine seed in the region or a number nine team in the region, in my 17 years, I'd never known a nine team to get a bid to get in. Also, with three ODAC teams being in front of us, we were like, is it possible that they would give four bids to one conference? Right. But going back to that, that's one of the things that's also been a huge help to us is the fact that the ODAC is the ODAC. Yeah. And you're playing good teams day in, day out. And then we we do make a, a great, a really concerted effort to schedule a strong non-conference you know, opponents. And so our overall strength of schedule was like number three in the country. In the country. Going into like the, you know, the, the, the selection process. Um, and it's so weird because I was in my office yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, sending the girls emails about what's getting ready to happen and what's, you know, plans and itineraries and all that. And I started thinking to myself two weeks ago, I was sitting here emailing, texting, trying to do everything I could just to get enough information to people to make a good push for us as an at-large team. Yeah, just let and us here, in. two weeks later, we're going to the World Series. <laughs> and it's, 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 like I said, it's crazy. Some of the girls today, we had, a, you know, we got them out there and we swung, we swung a little bit and we had some hitting groups. And they were, even they were saying, it's kind of still surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, no, no one ever doubted that we could get to this point. But again, if you look at how the season went, there were some times when we were kind of questioning ourselves a little bit, but um, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we did we didn't have a great first inning on Friday. But if you take out that first inning Friday, we played pretty good softball all weekend. And all to weekend. beat them twice on their home field, uh, which I don't think it happened all year to them, was really an accomplishment and a testament to our kids to really, truthfully, just not wanting it to end. Right. Um, and one of our Candace actually, in one of the huddles coming off the field as we were getting ready to start swinging. I, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect of, I don't want my senior year to end losing to them. And and it would, it would have been losing to anybody. It's just that's who we were playing that day. Right, exactly. But, um, and I'll tell you, you know, our team played fantastic, but you cannot look past what that kid did in the last two weekends. She was ridiculous. Well, wasn't it phenomenal? Um, I, I mean, I crazy. just... Crazy. In, um, insane, insane. It was, it what was, she's she done. was, but she was really. And don't get me wrong, she's been really good since she showed up. Oh yeah. But the last two weeks were, honestly, words don't even describe it. She wanted the ball. She wanted to be that person. Um, 
you couldn't ask for any more out of out of a team or a kid, an right. individual. And 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 you know that that spirit that she showed, getting the ball, going to the circle over and over again, had to rub off on the eight around her. Going, yeah. man, if she's going to fight this hard, and I'll tell I'm going to fight just I, as hard for her. And I'll tell you right now, I think she was getting better as the game went on. She made that one mistake in the seventh inning, which could happen to anybody. Right. But she, I think she was better. But somebody asked me the other day. Well, the other day, it had to be Saturday or Sunday. They were like, did you go out and talk to them? I said, I didn't need to. Nope. They, get, they got themselves together on the mound. There was one, two seniors in the mound. There was a bunch of kids that had played before. I said, I didn't need to say anything. When she struck nope. when she struck the pinch hitter out in the nine spot, I knew we were good. You were okay. It was. I knew that she'd take care of it. Mm-mm-mm. So did, you didn't have any idea that that was career win 400 for you, did you? I will be honest with you. The only reason that I know is that my son keeps me abreast with it. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, and I did. It's not anything you were tabulating. No, that's and I, for and sure. I will tell you honestly, that was absolutely, without a doubt, completely secondary to us winning those two games. Of course. Um, you know, as as the having the title of the head coach, they say it's your career. It's I didn't win any of those games. No. It's it's the kids. It's the coaching staff. It's you know, it, it's it's a. They really should be like team wins it shouldn't even be they just get they get pinned on the head coach because you're the head coach right but i'm not stupid enough to believe that i (laughs) maybe i had something to do with a little bit of it but i you know we i told them all weekend even before we left on friday i said us as coaches me as the head we can manipulate it a little bit but the bottom line is this weekend's going to be what you guys go out and do that's right um and i will say this i'm very grateful that we moved that runner over in the top of the seventh, and Savannah knocked her in. So, <laughs> oh, how huge! I will say, I did, I did give that signal. So, <laughs> how huge that play turned oh my, out it to was be! Ridiculous. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And and that's why you keep trying to get insurance Absolutely. runs. Absolutely, you're never comfortable. You don't go up three nothing in the top of the seventh in the in the deciding game and go, well, we really don't need to score here. Never. Let's just worry no. about the. You do that, it's a tie game. You're going to the eighth inning. Right. So uh, again, it was it's it was. Um, it's not surreal, like to the point, like it's not like I didn't think we had the potential to do it, but it's like I was telling somebody today. Everything that I'm reading, like I'm getting all these emails from the NCAA, it all says World Series, World Series, World Series, World Series. <laughs> There's nowhere better than the World Series. No. You can't get any better than that. No, so, you can't. And, um, and you've been thinking about that since the day you walked oh, on this campus as coach for the first time. Unbelievable. So it's it, it, and again, there's so many people that have been a part of us getting to this point. Oh. It's it's. Um, but and I couldn't be happier for our kids. They have, you know, they've stuck with it. They've, you know, they've kind of battled through the rough times, and they've, um, and it, every, it's all paid off. You know, there was no real panic. The coaching staff didn't panic. You know, um, and again, and again, the bottom line is they did it. Yeah, they, they, they did it. They most certainly did. Coach, before I let you go, when we run out of time, just kind of give me an idea of, of how you plan to handle the team once you get down to Texas. You get ready for game one. You're the last game on the first day. Right. Um, I don't know if that's an advantage because you're dying to get on the field or if it's good because you'll get, have a chance to rest and scout some of the other teams. Just how do you plan to, to, to tackle the experience, so to speak? Well, a couple things come into play. Some of our kids are still – when our kids are ta- – some of them are still have exams. Exams, So yeah. we'll be uh, – Thursday morning we'll be proctoring an exam period. <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
but we, we won't do anything different. The setup is kind of the same. You know, you get a practice time. And one thing that's different about this is even just at this level, there's other things that you're kind of locked into, which are cool things. Like we like they, the NCAA plans a community service time for you and your team. So we'll go to an elementary school that's close by. And I don't know what we'll actually do, but we have – we have a time to do that. Right. So we're that, gonna we're gonna get in really late tomorrow night, and Wednesday is gonna come really quick. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a luncheon, there's a banquet, um, and then Thursday we'll be able to kind of we have a practice time on Wednesday, and um, and all of that like uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like the the seri- it's always serious, but like it, it just it's a little there's a little bit of extra touch to it, you know, yeah. because it is what it is. It's the World Series, you know. It's- and, uh, you know, when you talk about the World Series of anything, that's usually a pretty good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you, so, can't, you, know, you can't talk much better than that. No. You got that right. Is, you can't. In a season where there were a lot of ups and downs, this team has held on to one another, and look at the payoff. You're it's on your way to Tyler, Texas. Unbelievable. Uh, amazing. Amazing indeed. Safe travels. Thanks, good man. luck. We'll be rooting you on here from the center of the universe. Good Love luck it. in the national championship. Great, Thank you for having us on. Appreciate it. Kevin Prophet, head Take softball care. coach at Randolph-Macon. And, of course, they're on their way. Turn the wrong mic down. Turn me down. Uh, they're on their way out because they got more things to plan and get itineraries and stuff and whatnot done. There is so much happening. And, again, if you want to uh, say hey to the team as they go off, it's tomorrow, 2.30. Be at the fountain on campus at Randolph-Macon. The send-off for the softball team to Tyler, Texas, will be tomorrow. Make sure you're there by 2.30. They're scheduled to face Emory in their opening game on Thursday night, 7.30, first pitch Eastern time from Tyler, Texas. Wow, what a night here tonight at Sports Page Grill. Thanks to, of course, all of our, our faithful friends here, Squirrel and Willie and Christy and everybody else. Our thanks to our sponsors tonight, We Think in Inc., as well as Massey, Wood and West, and Sports Page Grill Ashland. Thanks to all the families who came out and supported Candace and Grayson and uh, RMC people who came out to support Kevin and the softball team. We really much appreciate that. It's been a fantastic night, and we'll get this broadcast up online so you can listen to it on demand just as soon as we possibly can. Uh, we're not 100% sure about our time for next week, being next week Memorial Day, so just stay with us live on the Mater, and we'll give you updates on where we will be and when. We do know that two weeks from tonight, June 3rd, we'll be airing at a special time of 5 o'clock, a 5 o'clock show two weeks from tonight on June 3rd so that we can be done at 6, leave here and head to Atlee Little League for one of our three championship game broadcasts over there. That'll be two weeks from tonight. Thanks to Calvin Cecil back in the station. Rob with him saying thanks so much for joining us here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland and good night from in the red zone. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.
still listening to WHAN AM 1430 kilohertz and W275 Mostly clear for Tuesday night with a low around 54. Wednesday sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday night a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy with a low around 62. And Thursday mostly sunny, high near 88. From the Mater Weather Center, this is Chris Mindell. <laughs> 